better not go to sleep. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. I hope you stay still when you sleep, because I'm putting a rat trap between your legs. I'm going to take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the out of you. Welcome to Talking Giants. Presented by John Boy Media, I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Pennick. I almost said player profiles and projections. We've been doing, we've been doing so many of them. But like I said, I'm your host Bobby Skinner. This is Justin Pennick, and this is episode 200 of Talking Giants. It's a celebration. Justin, you uh, joined us for a roundtable of episode 100. Now you're here for episode 200, man. We're uh, we're get we're digging in, and I think uh, technically it's like 200, like four, because we did. We put out last year during the 4th of July, we put out the Rich Soybert, Brandon Jacobs, and 4th of July episode. We didn't number them. And we have the introduction to the Giants Nation podcast. So it's like 205, but this is the official 200th episode. Yeah, it's very fun. It's kind of crazy. You know, you've been doing this for around two years now. This will not, not, this isn't even a full two years. No, it's been, I've been doing it for like a year and like four or five months. Yeah. And the fact that 200 episodes of a show and it's been just barely over a year, I think that's kind of crazy, but uh, we enjoy doing it. We enjoy doing it. We have a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of crazy that I, I try to reflect on this every once in a while that I'm, I'm 22 years old and I've appeared on over like 200 podcasts and put out over 200 podcasts myself within a couple different shows, some uh, shows that my friends have done that I've helped produce, and then also just some of my own stuff on my own. So, yeah. Bobby No one else can do a podcast. It's, it's very hard to do. It's not like everyone does a podcast. All right. I don't enjoy that sarcasm, all right? Yeah, but a 200 episodes isn't something to pat ourselves you, on the back for. You can't celebrate anything. I, I got really mad at you at Leonard Williams. We have big news. And- we have big news. We have big news. We're, Xavier McKinney's hurt. It's not a celebration pod. Even though we do have tennis balls on our hands, this episode is brought to you by three new patrons. We got D- Daniel Behan, we call him Danny Behan, Danny Danny Boy Han, something like that. Danny, tape a tennis ball to your hand. Uh, Brian, Brian, oh the name, it's so long. Oh boy, Lazinski, Lazinski, like Mike, Mike, Mike Wazowski or whatever. Mike so. Wazowski. And then Patty Mac, who is going to be in Florida, I think, and he was going to buy me a beer, but he's like two and a half hours away from me. So he's, um, I guess he doesn't like me that much if he's not willing to travel up to the beach, you know? Well, it's a bad time to travel during the Corolla. And Danny Behan, shout out to you. Also a very uh, dedicated listener to Bleeding Bloom. So thank you, Danny, for being a, a Patreon member. And patreon.com backslash Talking Giants. Uh, $2 a month, you get fun incentives. And uh, that's about it. We have things to get to. All right. Giants, safety, and linebackers got hurt today, Justin. Xavier McKinney fractured his foot. David McKayo, David McKayo, what is Whoa. that? David Mayo, torn meniscus. We'll start with the one that we think is a bigger impact, Justin, and the one that hurts the most. Xavier McKinney fractures his foot. Um, Justin, you know, I did my little WebMD research. They're saying this can be like an eight to 10 week recovery for him to play. Which would put him online to, you know, put him on that, uh, you know, the IR to start the season, and then after week six he can start practicing with the team. After week eight he can play in the games. So, it, hopefully he gets back then by then. But Justin, this sucks, and I don't think it's necessarily like this Giants defense is devastated. Like the the plans for this defense totally changed because Julian Love was pl- was has been starting over Xavier McKinney going into camp. 
I think it just more sucks from the point that Xavier McKinney, who was going to play a lot, and a lot, and we're going to do a lot of free safety stuff. We just we don't get to see a guy that we really like, like our our second round pick, who we really want to see. We just don't get to see him, and his development gets slowed. Yeah, really, at this point, the only players, if they were to go down on this Giants defense where you feel the unit is lost, is Blake Martinez, James Bradbury, or one of the safeties that are left. I think those are only really the three players that if they go down, you feel like we're totally lost. Yeah, Bobby, I mean, Julian Love, Jabril Peppers, and Xavier McKinney, uh, that, those three guys and that three-headed monster at safety was one of the main reasons why you were excited about a, seeing this Giants secondary, or B, just this Giants defense overall. You felt like that was one of the strongest parts, and if we're talking about in a passing league, they were the most important parts of this defense. Uh, the safety position is evolving. Safeties are being asked to do more. More of them are out on the field. Patrick Graham, I, I'm pretty darn sure if he replicates what he did in Miami, there are going to be times where there will be zero interior linebackers on the field, and there are just going to be Corners and safeties, there's going to be seven corners and safeties and four down linemen, whether you have edge rushers or interior defensive linemen. So it sucks that it makes basically love and peppers and the defense as a whole, it makes this defense less versatile, where we were predicting because McKinney was a guy that spent 323 snaps in the box at Alabama, 227 in the slot, and 270, 271 snaps deep. At Alabama during 2019, because he wasn't just a one-trick pony where he plays deep or in the box, he did everything. So all three of those guys, they were going to be alternating roles. They were supposed to be running around before the snap. Um, now, basically, instead of three guys doing that, it's two. You still think Love and Peppers are going to uh, work well off of each other, but still, this is a huge, huge loss, especially in a, in a rebuilding, in a quote-unquote rebuilding year where we have to see what this young talent has and we have to get them to grow. Yeah, I mean, we talked about being versatile and Patrick Graham having a versatile defense. Those three guys were key, especially the fact that Julian Love is only practicing a safety. Like, Julian Love is not going to play corner unless they change it tomorrow because he hasn't practiced a single snap at corner from what, you know, the reporters have told us. He has not played a single rep at corner. So he's a safety, and he was playing over McKinney. But like you said, those guys were all going to play a ton, and they were going to move him around. They were going to do different things. One guy down low, one guy go high, switch. Um, line up in certain places and then move. They were gonna. It was gonna be a fun defense. That was the fun thing about our defense was, you know, we got we got some guys on the edge we like. Golden, uh, O'Shane. We hope they're growing to something. Blake Martinez, who's a good inside linebacker. Some other guys who are some fast, uh, you know, hard hitting guys like McK uh, Connolly and Crowder. Um, the corners you like Bradbury, but the other corners you struggle. The safeties were supposed to be the fun part of this defense. And I still think they actually will be with Love and Peppers on their own on their own. But having McKinney not out there with them, man, it really does put a damper on the defense. Even though I don't think it's like it's it's devastating for the first half of the season. Yeah. It, it frankly I mean I, I don't know how I can just I'm losing circulation in my hand. Yeah, it's by the way, I'm not really comfy good. anymore. I, I really was trying to say we should stay strong. So Bobby has a tennis ball around his hand. I have um uh, baseball's taped to my hand. It's very difficult to operate because, um, you know, especially I am a person that likes to talk with my hands. If you're in the YouTube crowd, you especially know that. I don't really know how much I we can really expand upon that. <laughs> you know, it really just does suck because that was supposed to be 
the one of the strongest parts of our defense, and especially when you have a unit of three very good football players all playing together in such an important role and in such an important spot. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that we can't even give the take of, oh, well, how does this change what Patrick Graham does? Because we don't really know what Patrick Graham does. However, I will say I was watching some Week 16 tape against uh, where the Dolphins were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and this maybe gets into a conversation of possible um, replacements. Now, um, where we go from here, let me scroll. Mont- Montre Hardage is a guy that's actually on the Giants roster right now, is watching tape of him, and Patrick Graham was playing uh, two high safeties against the Cincinnati Bengals on third down. And that was the first time that I've ever seen Patrick Graham do that. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, Graham likes to do the two safeties and then play them down. And then, like, I was watching the Patriots game in well, it was a week two where they, they literally had three safeties out there. So, um, and both Four. and playing them all yeah. deep, you know, like 10, 10 yards deep too. So it's not like they had, like, one in the box and two deep. Like, three deep safeties on a third and eight. Um, and I actually liked it which I, I did a breakdown of it. But anyways, yeah, like you said, it just makes us less versatile and less fun. Um, and we do, we have a mailbag question about, uh, you know, replacements. Yeah. So we'll, well, well, why don't we, um, why don't we, why don't we uh, sneak peek at that mailbag question and, and get that one out of the way and then we'll do the other ones later. Yeah. Um, do you have it up in front of you? So you want to just read it for me? I do have it up in front of me, Justin. It's from Brian Colburn. It's a Colburn. Uh, with today's injury report, do you see the Giants going after anyone in particular to fill the immediate holes? No football pun intended as we head towards week one or looking to some of the younger guys in the death chart to step up. Um, I think if they were going to go sign someone to be a corner, because corner is still the biggest hole on this team. Cornerback two, I think not landing Ross Cockrell really does change like the season. More so, honestly, than having McKinney out the first eight weeks and it's not because Cockrell is better than McKinney, just because that cornerback two is a hole, and hopefully Ballantyne can grow into it. I would, like, lo- I would love nothing more, and I actually have a little bit of faith in Ballantyne, but it's just hard to throw him out there and be like, all right, you are a cornerback two, and then have him next to a rookie nickel corner. So I don't know if we're gonna go out and get somebody. Some of the names I saw in the free agency market, Kurt Col- free agency market, Kurt Coleman, who was with the Bills last year, didn't play much. He was with Dave Gettleman in Carolina. Uh, he's part of that Super Bowl roster, I believe. Mark McLaurin, my guy, the Mississippi State guy who was kind of that money backer role. The Giants cut him earlier in the offseason. Um, you know, he actually had a fractured foot last year um, and missed the season. So he could be a guy. And then Antoine Bethea, Justin, how about that? Could we bring Bethea back and play him as a linebacker? No, not at all. I actually wouldn't be, if they came back and played him in the box as a linebacker, I wouldn't be like ticked off about that. No. Although I'd rather just play McKinney or Crowder. Yeah, I think while actually we were having our free agency episode, while reflecting on, hey... Connolly or Crowder, sorry. While reflecting on our secondary, while reflecting on our defense, because technically Bethea's contract was for two years, I'm like, why not just keep him and play him in the box and he could be a backup safety? Because Bobby, I mean, if, if if you really pay attention to our takes on Talking Giants, a question that I have brought up a few times this offseason is, hey, what exactly is our plan at backup safety? Because... Xavier McKinney was technically not our backup safety because he was a starter. It was going to be the rotation of Love, Peppers, and McKinney. Well, I guess rotation implies that somebody's going to be on the bench. But anyway, 
most of the time, McKinney and those three, they were going to be on the field together. So we technically don't have a backup safety, which today, you know, after Bobby and I, we did some research. I did some research um, and I have a backup safety, but that's it. I only know one on the top of my head. And then we have an idea of some other guys who maybe we would want to play safety, but they were previously cornerbacks. Yeah, I think Haley's been practicing at corner, so he's not really an option. Um, Chris Williamson, the um, the corner out of Michigan or Minnesota that we drafted in seventh round, um, I see him moving to safety. And I know uh, after the draft, Gettleman and Joe Judge yep. both referenced uh, practicing him or training him as safety. But at the same time, a lot of the reason I think he should play safety is because he wasn't that good, like as a corner. Like he <laughs> did a lot of like covering the flats as a nickel corner, which is, you know, like you don't. You're not flashing a ton of talent doing that. Um, Christian Angulo, uh, you know, who's a guy I like, the guy out of Hampton College. Um, he plays corner, but, you know, you could see them moving him back to safety and letting him just be athletic and go up and jump and swap ball. So, yeah, safety depth is is big on this team. So we need Peppers and Love to stay healthy. Yeah, and I'm with you where I would much rather, if, if the Giants are going to spend money somewhere in the secondary or if they're just going to spend money anywhere, on the football team right now currently I would much rather have them go go out there and try to get a try to get a cornerback too um not just the guy that we snagged up this week from the Cardinals who's seen 80 something snaps in the last two years What's his name Brian Williams yeah Brian Williams um it's like Brian Williams said so I would rather them go out and make a move for cornerback too rather than bring in a safety uh, if we're talking about spending money I, I wouldn't mind a move that if you're signing a guy for like a veteran minimum deal but the guy who I think is going to be like, let's just say, the Michael Thomas, the the number three safety, the guy that's going to be coming in the most this year to either maybe aid a Julian Love, Jabril Peppers, or be that third safety out on the field, largely on passing downs, uh, second and third downs. And that's Montre Hardage. Um, he was on the Miami Dolphins last year. He saw 98 snaps in 2019 after being signed with the Dolphins um, as an undrafted free agent from Northwestern. Similar to Julian Love, Hardage was a corner in college. He transitioned over to safety in Patrick Graham's scheme. Um, he was only active for the last four games of the season. The most snaps that he saw was against the Bengals in Week 16, 51% of the snaps. Um, largely a player, like I said, he came in on third downs, and I think he's going to have that similar role this year. He largely came in on third downs, lining up as a deep safety. In other plays, he, he disguised himself in the box, then he pulled out after the snap of the ball, and then there were some plays where he was also just lining up as like an enigma safety just anywhere on the field because Graham likes to have safeties on the field. So that's the name that the that the guys on the beat have kind of thrown around. But, hey, who, who knows at this point? Who really knows? Mr. Brownstone, a.k.a. J-Rock, said, what about Alex Tanny with the fast twitch to begin practice as safety? Mm. Good, because a uh, good point. Because we saw the fast switch muscle fibers with the uh, on on the uh, with the speed ladder the other day, so I'm for that. Big fan. Honestly, like that guy, every time he's put in a situation, he does it perfectly. 100% completion percentage. Um, what's to say that he wouldn't be a great safety? So get Alex Tanny out there. I am a little frustrated that they haven't moved Grant Haley over there, because what is he going to offer you at corner? That we haven't seen yet, unless he is miraculously. They improved. may say the same thing as safety. He's five foot nine. Guys have gotten away with being five foot nine at safety before, but he's so physical in the run game. The proof is in the tape. I don't care how big he, or I don't care how how short he is. The proof is in the tape. If the concern is that he's small and that maybe he can't be physical in the box, that's not a concern. He's done it. 
I think it's different coming from the nickel spot where you're getting some free rushes or on a tight end than going up against like in the box on guards. I don't know. I, I've seen one rep of, like of him at corner getting burnt and he's been like off to the sideline a little bit too. So maybe he is practicing a little bit of safety. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a shame that we um, can't see. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. So I, I, not having like Grant Haley, it just like, I, I like, like you said, I would say try him out of safety, but they also may just be like, he's just not that good of a player. So why, why change, change his position? Um, so, I mean, we, we don't know how the coaching staff feels about him, obviously, which sucks that we don't get to know anything about it because we don't preseason. Even scrimmage. The scrimmage this weekend should scrimmage. be Scrimmage. I mean, really, I guess a, a quick point about that. I'm having sneaky doubts in my brain with a bunch of people asking me, well, how much of it are they going to show? Are they just going to show highlights right now for my sanity, Bobby? I'm going it. I'm going with into this thinking that they're going to show the whole thing. The time slot on NBC, on the cable network, I looked it up on the guide, it is from uh, 6 to 7 p.m. They're showing something for an hour, and I am hoping that they are just showing footage, and it's not, I mean, they're they're probably going to have interviews and stuff. They did say it was going to have interviews. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I saw the description on the actual, you know, on the cable description itself. It said that there was going to be interviews. I'm hoping it's not just highlights. I'm hoping they just show us everything. Because the biggest thing that I'm going to take from it is not necessarily, oh, Daniel Jones has thrown three touchdowns. He's really ready to take on the season. No, it's how are guys lining up? Where are they lining up? You know, uh, what are some of the tendencies that Patrick Graham is showing us? Is he is he putting a lot of different safeties on the field? And who are these safeties that he's putting out on the field? Is he putting multiple linebackers? Is he playing single high? Is he playing too high? And even that, you really can't take fully and have like, oh, Patrick Graham is solely going to run two wires. He's solely going to run with the single high. But those little things and the questions that we've been asking, not necessarily, oh, is Jabril Peppers going to have an all-pro year and we're going to be able to tell that by the one game. No, but these little things that we've been asking about where are guys going to line up, how is Graham going to play call, how is Garrett going to play call, we'll be able to get a glimpse at all of that, hopefully, this Saturday. For my sanity, we need it. Well, a guy we won't see is David Mayo with the torn meniscus. <laughs> um, Good transition. So, originally, you, you see torn meniscus and you think season over. Ian Rappaport reported that they're just going to trim it, which I'll be honest, I don't know what a meniscus looks like underneath your flesh, but I just imagine like a like a big piece of cartilage and you just like trim it around the edges. Getting a haircut. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. That's just how I imagine it. So, that would mean if that's what it is, uh, it would only be about a month or so, so he'd be back. That being said, I know we just spent a lot of time at McKinney. This, while it does suck because I say it every year, inside linebacker is a position that if you are the last inside linebacker on the depth chart to start a season, you will start a game or two because there's always going to be depth issues or injury issues. It does suck to lose a piece for depth with David Mayo. I just yanked off the baseball that was taped to my hand. I had enough. I have to take a lap. Um... Yeah, uh, because of depth issues, this does stink. Now, it does give some of the younger guys an opportunity to to go out there and ball a little bit, but we even saw, you know, we saw it last summer how quickly we went through that interior linebacker depth chart, um, and it seems to be this is, the, you hope that this is the first step and the only step of how we're going through that depth chart quickly, because when you get outside of uh, Blake Martinez and Ryan Conley has been out for a, a stretch of a couple days um, to begin with, outside of that, 
Very uncertain, very raw, very young talent, and that makes us nervous. I've been playing with my tennis ball, and I just dropped it, and I can't, I can't get up and get it because I'm in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. That being said, does it get you low key excited? Because it's like, you know, David Mayo is average at best. Where it's like, okay, now we get to see Ryan Connolly, Tay Crowder. Um, we get to see what Devontae Downs is. Does it get you a little bit excited because you get to see those guys? Yes, it gets me excited to see definitely Tay Crowder, definitely Ryan Conley. Yeah. But it gets me excited because Tay Crowder moves up a spot on the on the depth chart. But why board. do I get the feeling that Devonte that the guy that we're going to see on freaking Saturday is Devonte Downs more than anybody? And that's gonna I have a feeling that's gonna make us. I mean, it'll be Devante interesting. Devontae turnover on downs it'll, when my man's on the field. How about that? It'll be interesting to see what he does, but I think just out mm-hmm. of pure excitement, that doesn't make us, like, thrilled. No, but I do want to see what Devontae... Devontae's downs with the sickness. Um, if he is good, we're just going to have a lot of fun with that last name, Devontae Downs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we don't need to spend a ton of time on David Mayo. Make a shirt. Um, we both think he's an average player. Um, he's not as good in the run as people think. Because Pro Football Focus rated him that, um, he's just not. Um, he's average at best, and he's horrible in pass coverage. So, uh, I obviously you 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 feel for the player because there is a human side to this, but like football wise, it doesn't really move the needle a ton for me. Ever since you uh, posted that uh, that tweet of trying to rub it in everybody's faces, oh, the Giants haven't suffered much injuries. It's been pretty crappy since then. Has it? I mean, there's been what. Two, three. three, yeah, but that's. I mean, and every this is this is where us being so stuck in Giants land makes us forget that every other team has a couple injuries too. I think you're just trying to defend yourself and your terrible take, and it's your fault. No, my point it was that hey, like everyone's saying, Joe Judge runs the toughest practice. I've seen like twenty torn ACLs on the first day, so that that was my point. Continue to um, make excuses; it's your fault. It's your fault. That last these guys year we had hurt. Sterling Shepard with a broken thumb, Corey Coleman with a torn ACL. Um, Golden Tate getting suspended. We were way we were way worse off last year at this point. Um, where instead of losing three backups, that's what Xavier McKinney was. I'll just be honest. Wow, um, he was a backup. Wow, even though he's going to play like eighty percent of the time. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to make a point, so I will. Uh, I will spin the narrative on that one. All right, before we go to mailbag, tennis balls. We have to make a shirt. I said it on the last pod. I said everyone's telling me what the answer is for it. You can hear you can hear you hearing something? Yeah, you're bouncing it. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's to catch the ball, it's to do this. Joe Judge uh came out and said it was to not grab. So I think it was like at Noah's, I think it might even be Noah Hoffman. He was the one who said to not grab. I said that makes sense. So credit for me for knowing which one made the most sense. Joe Judge said that's what it was. Somebody also asked on the Instagram Q and A today about hey, what do you think about this? I don't really have anything to say. Good. I think it's a cool. It's like I know people will will get to the whole D- Daniel Jones being hit thing. This was one where it's like actually this is a really cool thing. The tennis ball, like um, more coaches should probably implement that because I've never seen any coaches do that, and I think that's actually a pretty cool thing as long as they're not losing circulation like I was earlier in the podcast. I meant to look up how many defensive holding calls the Giants had last year, and I didn't do that. So bad guy move on me. I have to go take a lap. Plus, who doesn't like to hold a tennis ball? I mean, seriously. But having it taped was, I mean, I also had a baseball. So it's, I, I can imagine it's a different sensation if it's a tennis ball. 
Once you got a tennis ball in your hand, you just never like. I'm not gonna stop playing with this tennis ball. But it's ball not. It's not in their hands though. It's it's attached to their hands. I know. They, I will say even better. You can't lose it like I do all the time. If when I, I miss it on a catch or something, I wish I was there because you know that the players were having a bunch of fun going. <laughs> they were like high fiving each other. They were slapping each other in the face. Uh, they were they were doing some weird crap with it. So you know that they were having kissing, fun with like it. Evan Ingram and Lorenzo Carter. Mm. They're really getting along. Yeah, throwing helmets around. I love it. Um, guys taking laps. The other thing was, is Joe Judge, and I know we're like, you know, towing the Joe Judge line, but this had me alarmed at first because I went and listened to the context and Joe Judge cleared it up uh, a little more um, yesterday when you're listening to this. But at first he was like, hey, we're going to let him hit. We're going to let him hit the pads a little bit. Maybe we'll get like a young defensive player. He didn't like say what they were going to do, but he made it seem like they were actually going to let him hit, which... I get like in the preseason you let him hit. It's just it's just kind of like a it doesn't happen, you know. Quarterbacks being hit in practice, like you don't even want to like some QBs don't even like to be like tapped, like when you're running past them. Like if you would have got like they'll lose their mind on that. Obviously Jones isn't that type of guy. And I mean Twitter, NFL Twitter lost its mind talking about how Joe Judge is a scumbag and this guy's only going to last three weeks and blah blah blah. And then Joe Judge came out today saying that. Um, they're all right. He's going to be beating Daniel Jones with uh, bars of soap. You want to know why I wasn't worried for one second? And I got so mad last night. I got infuriated because even some of my friends were were getting on my case about this whole thing. And I saw who the name was, you know, the, what the name was right next to the check mark. Bobby, what was the name right next to the check mark? Limbardo. Who was the did- only one tweeting about this last night? can't believe I'm doing this. I feel like I'm... I'll say something mean about him after this. But if you go listen to it, I don't think it was a crazy thing to, like, say. Be like... Because I didn't know, like, if Joe, maybe Joe Judge... Like, before he came up and cleared it up that they were literally just going to be hitting him with, like, pads, like, to talk about pocket presence. I spent the day wondering if they were actually going to let this kid get hit. So, no. it wasn't... The, it wasn't, like, a super reach out of context. It was... I do know, like... Lombardo was doing something to get the interaction of the NFL Twitter. But, I, I mean, like I said, I spent the day wondering if they were actually going to let him get hit. Uh, like, even, like, swiping at the ball and stuff like that, which I get, I like that, but, like, you, you know, you could break a hand and stuff like that. So, it's, um, Matt Lombardo sucks, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I didn't think it was, like, a huge stretch. Chris Mickle in the Patreon chat. Uh, this is the benefit of being in the Patreon chat. You can be a part of the show. 11 defensive holding calls for 50 penalty yards. So uh, I feel like, why do I feel like that's very low? Um, but anyway, I'm calmed down. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that stack. Because I'm still, I would have continued to get fired up. Thank God I saw that in the YouTube chat. Bobby, why was he the only one to be tweeting about it? You don't think that that's a storyline and that's a quote where... If you think that some of these beat reporters can capitalize on it, on it, they would. I really do. Th- it was really taken out of context. I understand your your worry, but when I saw that Lombardo was the only one that was talking about it, and everyone was getting this, you know, negative reaction in terms of the national media, well, it's like, well, you're not actually in giant circles to know that this guy does this crap on purpose, and it. No, he pisses- definitely does. But all the all the other guys tweeted like I think Art like I think all the other guys tweeted out like the pop the pads thing. But like you said, Lombardo was the first one to get it out there and make it seem like they were going to light this kid up in practice. So I do agree with you on that. Lombardo, like, 
I definitely know. Like Lombardo knew what he was doing and, and what he was doing and yeah. doing it was and was doing it on purpose. I was never worried. Like, why would you put your literally the most important part of your franchise in any kind of compromising situation? They would not. I do agree, that. but we're on the Joe Judge train. The guy's nuts in a good way. I love it. Um. All right. So, anything else before we hit this mailbag? We mentioned briefly that the Giants signed a corner. Um, he was a third-round pick from Arizona. Uh, he suffered an injury a couple years ago. In the last two years, he's or no, it was it was 2019 where I think he suffered an injury. And the past two years, he's seen 86 snaps. Um, he's from Texas A&M. I believe his name is Brian Williamson. I watched uh, Bobby. Brian I watched, Williams, no son. Oh, I thought it was son. I'm very. I got Chris Williamson. You're thinking confused. of Chris Williamson? Yes. Yep. Um, Brian Williams. So sorry about that. Before I owe Joe Judge like four laps now from the show, and Bobby, I watched his highlight tape, his senior highlight tape, and it was just very uninspiring. Uh, poor tackling for him from time to time. Uh, even some of his highlight worthy plays where he was making good plays in coverage, they would be defensive pass interference calls in the NFL. He doesn't turn his head to make a play on the ball, but he sticks his hands uh, up and you know makes tries to make a play there. That's a pass interference call. So um, certainly not the answer a cornerback to. Hope he surprises though. I like always. No, he's not going to make the t- he's not going to make the team. He okay. was literally like a ninety man on the roster. All right, let's take a break and we'll get into the mail. Mail time. Mail time. All right, thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Justin, let's get into the mail. All right, we got a voicemail from Tim Coffee talking about some tight ends. Hey guys, Tim Coffee here from Raleigh, North Carolina. I want to talk about 13 personnel, specifically the one wide receiver that you guys see matching up in that formation. Um, I don't uh, like Shep in that formation. I prefer uh, Slayton to stretch the field or a Yak guy like Tate because Ingram and Barkley can both stretch the field. Um, and that that's actually kind of a dynamic formation to uh, run out of and to pass out of. So give me your thoughts on that, and uh, I will hang up and take your comments off air. Go Big Blue. All right, thank you, Tim from North Carolina. Tim Coffey, he's actually a newer Patreon, but he's been a longtime supporter. Um, he's crazy like us, so we love you, Tim. Tim Coffey, Coffee Tim. Bobby, what, uh, what do you think? T- Tim has been persistent in asking this question all off season, and I love it. I love it because we've been excited about the personnel tight end wise of of what we have this year, including Levine Toilolo, who you can say realistically is a better right tackle than he is tight end, but that's why you're excited that he's our tight end number three. Um, So 13 personnel, if you're not familiar, it's uh, three tight ends, one running back, uh, one quarterback, one wide receiver. So that's what 13 personnel is. Why would there ever be two quarterbacks on the field? I don't know. Um, But that's what 13 personnel is. And Tim is wondering. Ravens do it. Yeah, Ravens do it. Uh, our friend RG3, right? Is he on the field? Yep. Yeah. Three Heismans. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, uh, RG3. So he's wondering, with the three tight ends, obviously we all know who those three tight ends would be. We all know who the one running back would be. He's wondering who would that wide receiver be, and I would have to agree with them. I, I don't know, 
if I would want Chep out there as kind of like a possession guy, I'm thinking I want to run, I want to run some play action out of that 13 personnel and maybe sling it down the field to either Golden Tate or especially big play Slay. I'm liking that personnel. I'm liking that decision that he made. Yeah. I I probably would like Slayton though, just so you have like that burner. And I get I get what you're what he's saying, where Saquon and Ingram can stretch the field. But I like having that burner on the outside, and you could throw him, like if you have a one on one opportunity, who do you want to throw a jump ball to? Darius Slayton, even though Golden Tate made a lot of those plays last year. Yeah. Um, and Tate Shep, I kind of would go um mixed batch on them. I guess I'll you know what? I'll just agree with Tim and say Golden Tate. So, but but I would go Darius Slayton over them. But I do think we're going to see that formation a little bit this year. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have, like you said, Levine Torlolo, Caden Smith, Evan Ingram. I do think we'll see that formation a little bit. Yeah, why not? Why not? That um, could even be, in, you know, in goal line situations where it's not like a it's not like a pure goal line package where you're throwing out an extra offensive lineman, so that basically takes away the threat of a receiver. But if you have those three tight ends out there where Evan Ingram is a good effort blocker, if he's pairing with with either uh, a tackle or if he's pairing a uh, double teaming with another tight end, uh, very capable of doing that. So, yeah, that could even be a goal line package that we see. And I would not mind that at all. I would frankly love that. Yeah, so we'll uh, see that. Before we get to the next mailback questions, I just thought of something because I'm holding the tennis ball and I like rubbed it on my desk. I was a janitor um, slash maintenance at Bell's. When I was like 19 or 20 years old, Justin, you know how you get um, those like streak marked off of those like uh, those floors to like, you know, outlet store floors. You put um, like a broomstick into a tennis ball. Yes. And you just rub yes. the tennis ball on it and it gets it up. Uh, I learned that and I always tell people that. So um, Joe Judge is he's the best. He's going to have these guys cleaning floors with their taped hands. Um, Takes you back to the glory days, huh? Yeah, the glory days of Bells, um, which I guess if you're not from Florida, you don't know what Bells is, but I no. went to janitor there. No clue. And then one time, uh, I didn't want to work, so I went and sabotaged the schedule, but I couldn't just obviously just cross off my time, so I crossed off like eight people's different times, and they called me and like, why aren't you at work? And I said, well, I thought you guys didn't schedule me, my time was crossed off. And they're like, yeah, somebody is, uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody's sabotaging the schedule. I'm like, well, who could that be? The chat's going off right now. Um, probably selling hash, pretend to be the janitor. They're going off on our, our King Joe judge with the tennis balls. All right. Next question. Next question. All right. So, uh, uh, first mailback question from the regular on the, on the Twitter sphere. We have a uh, Gazman, Gazman superstar. Superstar. Thank you. You're expected to do that every time. Um, I was replying to the chat. Why can't we have nice things? Simple question. Not a simple answer. I'll answer you, Gazman. Gazman, you're a supporter. You're a believer in Big Blue. I'm going to turn this around on you. I might even tweet that. I might even tweet this out. We have Daniel Jones. We have Joe Judge, Gazman. So you're saying they're not nice things? Should I quote Gazman as saying, uh, "Gazman, uh, one of our favorite friends over the pond, um, New York Giants supporter, says that." Uh, Daniel Jones is not good. Joe Judge isn't good. Saquon Barkley is not good. I'm no, gonna turn that don't, right around. Don't on turn you guys, it around man. on him because you didn't because he didn't technically say that. Now, I will say, uh, Snacks has said that Joe Judge is the greatest coach in NFL history. He has already made that proclamation. Good for him. I I agree. Um, <laughs> I mean, who else is doing the tennis ball thing? Who else is having their quarterbacks get hit in practice? So, um, running laps and all that all that stuff. So yeah, good. 
Good stuff. Um, we do have nice things, Gazman. You negative Nancy. Two questions left. Jeff Boyd. Boyd. Thank you. Looking ahead, any players you can see being traded by the deadline? I'm distracted by the chat. They're cracking me up with these trailer park boys jokes. Yes, Evan Ingram. Dalvin Tomlinson? I thought about throwing him in there, but it's like, it just would be, I don't know. Those are the two names that came up for me. So, But I, Evan Ingram, I said, would probably be more so. Just Your because bro- a playoff team would love to trade for that speed at tight end. And might even give up like a second round pick. Maybe like teams will get crazy at the deadline trying to win a Super Bowl. Um, whereas I don't think anyone's going to be going crazy for Dalvin Tomlinson on an expiring deal. You know what I mean? Jabril, you have to keep. Yeah, Jabril, it doesn't that doesn't compute with me. No. Um, but Evan and Evan Ingram has the year after this on his deal. Like I said, I, I just don't see anybody trading a ton for an expiring Dalvin Tomlinson. Like what team is gonna, what team is like where? We're, we're, we're one above average defensive tackle away from competing. Now, if they don't plan to re-sign him, then you get whatever you can. But, yeah, I, I, I would say Evan Ingram, though. Cam Fleming comes out is a stud. We trade him at the deadline. Or Tackles are very valuable. Penny Sewell and we trade Matt Parrott. How about that? What, we ex- it, that would be crazy because it would literally be the same thing the, Car- the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen, except we're doing it with tackles. Yeah, but Matt Parrott was drafted in the third round. All right, you know what? You like to crap on everything that I do. What Trading a third round pick is not the same as trading Josh Rosen, who is a top 10 quarterback. <sighs> How is that crapping on what you do? <sighs> Boy, I tried to make a feelings. joke. And you're like, well, it's not the same exact thing. I mean, it was hilarious. Everybody in the chat's cracking up right now. You should see them. It's literally um, delayed. You can't even. They, you're lying. The chat is delayed. There's yeah, but they they just could tell that you were about to tell the funniest joke. They they thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and they're now they're sharing Twitter handles. They all want to follow each other. That's what we're trying to do with the Patreon. I'm a, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna clip that part of the episode and see. If I was off, if I was off, I will apologize. I will apologize. No, it, no, it, it, it's not the same exact thing because I obviously know that Josh Rosen was a first round pick, but I tried to make a a, a silly little yeah. Comparison. But people would have that take and be serious about it. Like you can't you can't trade Matthew Parrott. He's going to be the best tackle ever. Seventy five percent of what I say is not serious. Well, like I did that fake mock draft the other day, where I you know I just I was bored. Um. And I was like, let me just let me just use the draft machine, not like give actual takes. And I did Penny Sewell, and people were like, how how did you give up on Matthew Parrott? It's like, well, I haven't even seen Matthew Parrott. In the how NFL did you give yet. up on Matthew Parrott when the draft is uh, uh, ten months away? How do, how dare you? Exactly. Um, and Josh Rosen sucks. That's the difference between him and Matthew Parrott. That was a joke. Um, if that's, you, that's why if I did you, the <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just know. We need to clarify that we're joking afterwards. All right. Um, we have Dan, one more. Danny Behan called you a nerd. Chris Mickle said, LOL. Mr. Brown said, Justin, would the Giants get... what? Justin, what would the Giants get for him? A popcorn machine? Ooh. That's Ooh. a joke right there, too. No, they would get a hot dog, a pretzel, and whatever Dave Gettleman said that they would get if they traded away the number two pick in 2018. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I wouldn't have traded the, two, the second pick for a hot dog and a pretzel. All right. I love. Next question. I'm a big fan of a hot pretzel and a and a hot dog. 
Give me some Hot cheese. Hot pretzel overrated. It's it's really uh only good with whatever you're dipping it in. It, that is true. No, very good take. And it's also just a very college snack. Like, you always get free pretzels when you're in college. I don't think I'm ever going to have... Like a, snacks, uh, snacks. We were at a. I was at a restaurant with snacks the other day. He ordered a hot pretzel at a restaurant. He's, I think the last time I got a hot pretzel was at the mall, and I was. It wasn't even like I wanted the pretzel. I think I wanted to see if my card was working or something. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Next question. All right. The uh, final question. I actually just left the um, the. I know the question though. Um, Reddit that 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 do asked uh. Uh, like hot takes, opinions. What do you think about Plaxico Burris starting an OnlyFans? That was. Ha- has anyone went and done it? I know there's someone who probably ha- well, I can't admit it, but there has to be people who have done it. He tweeted out so like nonchalant too. Like, oh, Should we click it out, click it right now. Is it cl- maybe it's a clickbait? Maybe it's like. And I saw that one lady who's on. Actually, I'm not even gonna bring that up. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So. I'm clicking. Hold on. In the least, in the least sexual way. I need to see if this is a thing. That's weird, though. I need to see if it's a thing. I get what you're saying. You need to know. Yes. You have to sign up to search. Justin, Mm. you want to sign up? I'll sign up. (laughs) I'm that. I'm that. We're that crazy. OnlyFans is a hell of a concept. Anyways, we're not going to get into that. They're making hell of money. We're going to go get it. Oh uh, yeah, we're not. We're not. This is a family pod. You know what's um, funny? They were talking. Burris, man, reach out. Do like get some help. <laughs> reach you out. You shouldn't need money like this, dude. We're in an up and coming media company. Re- 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 I'll just give out. him like twenty bucks if he needs it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want to help the brother out. No, no, twenty. No, believe me, it's it, it just the one subscription is twenty bucks a month. Are you kidding me? I would rather just give if he just like, hey, Giants fans, I'm going through some hard times. No, do you know how many? For also the jokes that people were making. Um, very funny. Should I pull some jokes up? Because I, I asked yeah, it. I asked if people. Off. I asked if people. Um, can was there can, any Josh Rosen for Matt Parrot jokes? No, I'm talking about uh, Plaxico Burris OnlyFans jokes in relation to him shooting himself. Um, let me try. Let me try to find it. Bad radio. Bad radio. Oh, here we are. Um, I mean, Green Bay tried to double team, and we all know how that went for them. Okay, this is out of control. This is we, this is this is too much. This is this is not. This is wonder not if good. he is wonder if he is playing with balls on there as well as he did for the Giants. All right, let's move. On. We have to move on. Wait, we wait, wait. One more. On. One more. One more. That the man never could control what was in his sweatpants. That was a gun joke. <sighs> That's actually the most creative and best one. I'll say. Who who said that one? Let's give he him won't a need out. to conceal his firearm anymore. Who who said the la- the other one? Um, it was a. Uh, it was Dylan Hornick. Dylan Hornick, Horny Dillick. All right, I have one more. <laughs> it's from. We're, uh, we're gonna have to change our category soon on the podcast charts. I think I'll give his OnlyFans a shot. <laughs> All right, see that's a good one. That's a good. That's a good clean one. Um, we're listen. We we're a gun violence podcast. Everyone knows that. Yeah, we re- uh, we really are. People, uh, please don't take that seriously. All right, if you're, you know, if you're this far along in the podcast, you're not taking that seriously. Do we, do we have any mail, more mailbag questions? Was that the last one? No, that's it. I made sure that I intentionally left that one for last. Yeah, that's good. That's good judgment on your part. I knew, um, I knew the show was going to derail. After unlike that. Um, taking a gun to the club with the safety off. That's one of my favorite parts. Cyrus, who follows me on Twitter, by the way, of Trailer Park Boys, 
I think his best line is in the first episode when he's talking about his gun. He goes, safety, always off. Um, which is funny. Um, that's funny. It's your Josh Rosen joke, but funny. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Do we, do we have anything else for the listeners? We'll be back with a player profile and projection, uh, on Friday. And then Monday, we should be back with an episode talking, uh, talking about the scrimmage. Watch the scrimmage, get excited for the scrimmage, have faith that it's going, that they're going to show everything and they're going to show us everything and get really disappointed when it doesn't happen. Like I am going to do. Yes. And w- if there is a streaming um, site to do it, we will post it. We'll try and figure it out. If there's not, we won't. But also the Giants are going to post it and, like right after it's done. So um, now I'm I'm with some people where it's like I got to watch it live. I'm going to have to figure out a way to watch it live, whether it's using your cable provider or what. Um, but we'll, we'll try and figure it out. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks. The ratings have been coming in. If you haven't left one, please left, leave one. Patreons have been growing. Our goal was 50 by the time the season starts. We're at 39, so we should hit that. Um, hey, it's it's football season. Injuries happen, guys. It sucks, but we got to move on. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>